Jets win in overtime. He's got him. He's got him. Tyreek Hill. Fournette. Touchdown. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Off the Bench Podcast, episode number two. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you're having a great day. If you have any questions, I will answer them at the end of each episode. Make sure to send them in to either our Instagram at Off the Bench Podcast, comment them on our YouTube channel, Off the Bench Podcast, or email them in to Off the Bench Podcast34 at gmail.com. All right, let's take a look at the previous week's games, week nine of the NFL. Thursday night, we had the Falcons at the Panthers, an NFC South divisional game where there were 10 combined punts, which don't give the final score justice. We did see the rain from Tropical Storm Nicole have an effect on this game with a total of three missed extra points. The Panthers won 25-15 in a game where, after getting torched by the run the week before, held one of the best rushing teams to only 138 total rushing yards. Like I mentioned last week, Atlanta needed to throw the ball more, which they did, but Marcus Mariota made some careless decisions that led to either interceptions or turnover on downs. P.J. Walker for the Panthers started after last week's horrendous performance, and Deontay Foreman proved why he's the RB1 in Carolina. Moving on to Sunday, Sunday morning in Munich, the Seahawks versus the Bucks, the first ever NFL game in Germany. The Bucks were able to hold off the red-hot Seahawks 21-16, Rookie Kenneth Walker didn't have a great game with only 17 yards on the ground, while DK Metcalf led them with 71 receiving yards. Out of the Tampa Bay backfield, Rashad White led the way with 105 rushing yards. Very surprising. The Bucks improved to 5-5, five five, while Seattle drops to 6-4, but both remain at the top of their respective divisions. Next, the Lions visiting the Bears. This was a back-and-forth divisional game, but the Lions get their first road win in two years under head coach Dan Campbell, defeating the Bears 31-30. Even with a loss, Justin Fields continued to put up insane numbers with 167 passing yards, two touchdowns, and 147 rushing yards with two touchdowns rushing. Amon Ross St. Brown had his first 100-plus receiving yard game for the first time since Week 2, and if the Lions want to win more games, he needs to produce like that without having TJ Hawkinson on offense. Obviously, they traded him at the deadline. The Broncos at the Titans. Ryan Tannehill did make his return, and the Titans defeated the struggling Broncos 17-10. Nick Westbrook Ikain had a great game with 119 yards and two touchdowns on only five receptions. Russell Wilson did not have a terrible game, but the Broncos really don't have a great run game without the injured Javante Williams out for the year. The King, Derrick Henry, only ran for 53 yards and 19 carries, but having Tannehill back in the offense to throw the ball clearly helped them out a lot in this win at home. We had the Jags at the Chiefs. We saw yet another dominant performance from Mahomes as the Chiefs took down the Jaguars 27-17. 331 passing yards and four touchdowns as Patrick Mahomes continues to lead the Chiefs to a 7-2 record. On the other hand, Christian Kirk for the Jaguars brought in nine catches for 105 yards and two touchdowns. And that huge offseason contract he signed is looking like it's surely paying off. Travis Etienne did have a quiet game with only 47 rushing yards. Juju Smith-Schuster for the Chiefs left the game early after taking a Big shot to the head, so that will be something to look close at for next week to see if he plays or not. Patrick Mahomes also did break the record for the most touchdown passes through the first 75 career starts with 174, but he only did it in 72 starts. Next, Browns at the Dolphins, blowout game. An amazing performance by Tua as he led the Dolphins to their fourth straight win with a final score of 39-17, 285 yards and three touchdowns for him. 
while Jeff Wilson led the run with 17 carries for 119 yards and a touchdown. He was a trade deadline acquisition, looking like it's paying off so far. Nick Chubb did score, but the Browns did struggle the entire game, and they have to prepare for the Bills next week. Texans at the Giants. Saquon continued his great season, running 35 times for 152 yards and a touchdown as the Giants beat the Texans 24-16. I got the 150-yard prediction right from last week, if you remember. Daniel Jones only threw the ball 17 times, and Saquon continues to carry the Giants' offense. Davis Mills, on the other hand, for the Texans, did throw for 319 yards, but Houston continues to struggle as they have all season. They are in the running for getting a good draft pick. Actually, as of right now, they're projected to have number one draft picks, so that's very interesting. Next, the Saints at the Steelers. This game was close until the fourth quarter when the Steelers pulled away to win 20-10. Rookie quarterback Kenny Pickett threw for just under 200 yards, while Najee Harris rushed for 99 yards, and he has yet to break 100 yards in a game this season which is interesting. Second year back out of Alabama, had a great rookie year. This year, he's struggled thus far. Andy Dalton for the Saints had another, I guess we could call it bad performance, throwing two picks. And Alvin Kamara only ran for 26 yards. But both of these teams are looking to turn their seasons around after not so great starts, maybe for a potential wild card push. Next, Vikings at the Bills. Game of the year, no doubt about it. This will be the game of the year. The showdown between the 7-1 Minnesota Vikings and the 6-3 Super Bowl favorite Buffalo Bills. They're still favored right now. This game is won for the ages. If you're watching, you know what I mean. Featuring a 17-point comeback, Minnesota prevailed to beat Buffalo in overtime 33-30. Justin Jefferson, Jay Jettas, put up an insane 10 catches for 193 yards and a touchdown while making that unreal one-handed catch to keep the Vikings' comeback hopes alive on a 4th and 18. Personally, I think, from what I've seen, I don't think it's as good as the Odell catch, but it's certainly up there. I'd say top five catch of all time. We did have good games from both quarterbacks, both throwing for over 330 yards, both through a touchdown and both through two picks. But Josh Allen's interceptions were the most crucial in this game. Obviously, the first one led to a Vikings touchdown and the second one ended the game. We will definitely look back on this game at the end of the year as the game of the year, as I said before. Next, Colts and the Raiders, two struggling teams, but the Colts got their first win under new interim coach Jeff Saturday, beating the struggling Las Vegas Raiders 25-20. Jonathan Taylor ran for 147 yards and a touchdown, and he is finally looking like his last year self. Matt Ryan was back under center after missing last week, and he threw for 222 yards and a touchdown. The Raiders were able to hang in with them for the whole game, but lost yet again. This Las Vegas Raiders team, they were projected to be a playoff team in the beginning of the year, and that hope is almost gone if they don't win out for the rest of the year. Next, Cowboys at the Packers. Mike McCarthy made his return to Green Bay, but it did not go the way he wanted as the Packers feed the Cowboys 31-28 in overtime. Aaron Rodgers, after playing below expectations this entire season, coming off an MVP season last year, he threw for two touchdowns to rookie wide receiver Christian Watson in the fourth quarter alone to tie the game up and send it to overtime. CeeDee Lamb had a big game for the Cowboys with 11 receptions, 150 yards, and two touchdowns. In overtime, the Cowboys, they could have won the game, but decided to go for it on fourth and four on Green Bay's 35-yard line. They missed it, and then you know Green Bay drove down, kicked game-winning field goal, game over. Next, Cardinals at the Rams. This one was unusual as both Matt Stafford and Kyler Murray were both out for this game. 
For Arizona, James Conner led the run game with two touchdowns. Looks like he might be back. And D-Hop just, just had under 100 receiving yards to lead the Cardinals to 27-17 win over the Rams. There were injuries to top offensive players for both teams during this game. Zach Ertz, tight end for the Cardinals, left the game in the first quarter with a knee injury. And Cooper Cup, wide receiver for the Rams, left the game in the third quarter with an ankle injury. It was just announced Ertz will be out indefinitely. He's seeking a second opinion on his injury. And Cooper Cup is going to need surgery, and he's out for four to six weeks, just got placed on the IR. And these are huge losses to each team's passing games. And the Sunday night game, we had the Chargers at the Niners, two of the California teams. We did have a mid-game scare with a hit on Justin Herbert, but the 49ers were able to outlast the Chargers 22-16 with a game-sealing interception at the end. Although Jimmy G didn't throw a single touchdown, he did sneak one in, and the run game helped carry their offense, especially with the tandem of Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell. The Chargers played yet another week without Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, and you could tell this is really hurting them on the offensive end. Both teams are looking for a playoff push as the season goes on. And then Monday night, Commanders at the Eagles. The Commanders upset the undefeated Eagles and their undefeated record in a win, 32-21. The Washington defense stepped up in key moments in this game, and Taylor Heineke, who's filling in for Carson Wentz, may have earned himself the starting role for the rest of the year in this statement win. The Eagles didn't look like themselves, but taking this loss may have been a good thing for their future. Because, you know, with some undefeated teams, losing shows them their flaws and then they can improve on them in the next game. Washington did dominate the ground game with a combined 49 carries for 152 yards and two touchdowns. Alright, that wraps up the games. Now let's look at the fantasy performers. In the quarterbacks, there were really two that stood out. Obviously, Justin Fields, who's had two great weeks in a row. 39.38 PPR points. That is his third straight week of 26 points or more. And then you have arguably the MVP frontrunner, Patrick Mahomes, with 31.14 PPR. This is also his third straight week week, of 26 points or more with his fourth 30-point or more game of this year. This was also a big week for running backs. You had Jonathan Taylor with 24.3 PPR, Aaron Jones with 23.6 PPR, Dalvin Cook with 23.6 PPR, James Conner with 23.6 PPR. There's three of the running backs with the same scores. Saquon with 23 PPR, Josh Jacobs 22.6, Jeff Wilson of the Dolphins 22.3, and Tony Pollard 21.8 filling in for the starting role of the injured Ezekiel Elliott. Wide receivers, you had CeeDee Lamb with 38, Justin Jefferson, 35.3, Christian Watson, rookie for Green Bay, 32.7, Christian Kirk for the Jaguars, 31.5, and Nick Westbrook, Ikaine, 28.9 for the Titans, and also Devontae Adams, 27.6. In the tight ends, you had Cole Komet leading the crew with 23.4, Travis Kelsey with 20.1. He's been putting up these numbers all year. And Dalton Schultz with a statement game, 17.4. Coming off of his recent injury, he's looking good again. All right, moving on to the news. I mentioned before, Zach Ertz is out indefinitely with a knee injury, but he is seeking a second opinion, but I doubt he's going to play again this year. This is a huge loss to the Cardinals receiving group. He was the Cardinals' leader in receptions, but 
from a fantasy standpoint and an offensive standpoint. This will lead to more opportunities for DeAndre Hopkins and Rondale Moore. Maybe Robbie Anderson, but we haven't seen really much of him yet. Uh, that's really it for the news. Uh, predictions. I guess, I don't know if you could really call this a prediction, but I said it last week. The Raiders need to change something up. They're terrible. They can't play defense. They're not going to make the playoffs. But Al Davis is recently saying that their head coach, Josh McDaniels, is doing a good job. I, I don't know. I don't agree with him. I think after this year, maybe address the changes, see what's going on. Aaron Rodgers redeemed himself. I was talking bad about him last week, saying how maybe Jordan Love should start. I don't know if he heard this or not, but maybe he took it to heart because he threw for three touchdowns in the comeback win versus the Cowboys. And this might give the Packers hope to possibly sneak into the playoffs. Who knows? Maybe they went out. Is Jonathan Taylor back? He could be. He was the consensus number one overall pick in fantasy this year. Everyone took him number one in all my leagues. But he hasn't really performed to that level. But this was his first game with 20-plus rushing attempts since week four and his first 100-plus yard rushing game since week one. I do think he can make a big impact for the Colts' offense now if he keeps getting that volume. Naeem Hines is gone. Zach Moss is in. I don't know if that really has any effect on Jonathan Taylor, but he's got to keep producing. Here's a prediction. The 49ers will win the NFC West. Jimmy G needs to play average for them to win games. I've been saying this. The 49ers are a great team. With Trey Lance, I don't know if where they'd be, really. It's hard to tell since he's been hurt. But Jimmy G's familiar with this team, familiar with the system. So when he plays average, I think the run game with now Christian McCaffrey can really carry them. And the defense, they're great on defense. They can also carry the team. So he just needs to be average. Another prediction, I do think that the Vikings will be the one seed in the NFC going into the playoffs. <clears throat> now that the Eagles lost, I think the Vikings, they're on a seven-game win streak, I believe. They could ride next week with eight. It's going to be very interesting to see what they can do in the future. They do have favorable matchups ahead of them, but if they want to get this number one seed, they cannot rely on their fourth-quarter comebacks every game. It's, it's not how... You got to win games. You got to win games from the start to the end. That's a, what a good football team does. All right, and moving on to the hot take of the week. Last week, I believe I said that the Rams will end with a losing record. This week, I think it gets even hotter. The Bills will not win the AFC East. The Bills will not win the AFC East. Mark my words, write it down on the record. They will not win the division. And it. Excuse me, the AFC East is arguably the most competitive division in the NFL, along with the NFC East. All teams have winning records as of right now in the AFC East. You got the Dolphins in first, Jets in second, Bills in third, Patriots in fourth. The Bills right now, though, are 0-2 versus divisional teams, which is not a good look for them. I don't know, man. I don't know. Josh Allen, he's a good he's good. He's I think a top three quarterback in the league, but the decisions and the mistakes that he's been making, he's the reason why the Bills have been winning games, but now he's also been the reason why the Bills have been losing games. So if he, he's got to step up. He's got to step up, change what he's been doing, or else I think this hot take will come true. The Bills won't win the division. All right, that does it for the news and the predictions and the hot take of the week. Now let's move on to the picks for week 11. Thursday, we have the Titans at the Packers. I'm taking the Packers. 
I think they can ride their momentum from last week's overtime win against the Cowboys. Aaron Rodgers, statement game, three touchdowns. I think he's back. It might be too early to say. I think he's back after the rough start this year. I'm taking the Packers. Moving on to Sunday, we got the Bears at the Falcons. I'm taking the Bears. Justin Fields is hot right now. He is hot. He's playing out of his mind. And the offense has been doing their job, but the defense, they, I don't know. After making those off, or not off season, the trade deadline trades, trading away two of their pass rushers, they've been struggling. But the Falcons on offense have been struggling also. Like I said before, they did pass more in the game against Carolina last Thursday, but Marcus Mariota's been making terrible decisions. I don't see how he fixes them in one week. I'm taking the Bears on the road. Next, Browns at the Bills. I'm taking Buffalo Bills. This will be a bounce-back win for the Bills, I believe, after losing two straight. The Browns, they've been struggling all year. I mean, Nick Chubb, he's been a stud. He's one of the top running backs in fantasy and in football in general. But Jacoby Brissett excuse me, has been average. The defense isn't anything special. I mean, they traded for Deshaun Watson, which meant that they gave up their first-round pick this year. So they're they're not going to have their first-round pick this year. Houston's going to have a field day with that. I really don't see what they're looking forward to for the rest of the year. I don't know if they want to try to tank. Maybe if they win out, I, I don't know. No, they're not going to win out. If they win at least some of their games, who knows what they'll do. I'm taking the Bills. Eagles at the Colts. I'm taking the Birds. Fly, Eagles, fly. I think Jonathan Taylor will have a good game, but I don't see Matt Ryan and the Colts passing game doing much against the Eagles secondary. You got James Bradbury. You got C.J. Gardner-Johnson. You got Darius Slay. They are locks. They are clamps. I say Matt Ryan throws two picks this game. Mark my words, two picks for Matt Ryan against the Eagles. Eagles win this game. Jets at the Patriots. This is a big game for the AFC East division. I'm taking the Jets on the road. Both of these teams are coming off buys, but I do think Zach Wilson will redeem himself after his poor performance in the first matchup versus New England. If the Jets win, they're first in the division, which is the first time that will happen in a long time. I don't know the year, but it's been a while. The Jets culture, man. I don't know. I think they can do it. I'm taking the Jets. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Next, Rams at the Saints. I'm taking the New Orleans Saints. Cooper Cup is out he's on ir he's not playing i don't see how the rams get much done on offense matt stafford i think he's gonna play after missing last week but without cooper cup that means Allen robinson would be the wide receiver one but he hasn't produced at all this year he's been terrible so i don't think they're gonna do great then for the saints i could see Alvin Kamara having a big game a big bounce back game after last week's not so great performance taking the saints at home Lions at the Giants. I'm taking the G-Men. I think Saquon will have another 150-yard game. Last week it was right. I think this week against the struggling Lions defense, it will happen. The Lions will struggle in this game. Giants are going to win. Panthers at the Ravens. I'm taking Baltimore. Mark Andrews is expected to be back as of right now. We'll see what happens later in the week. And that means Lamar will be able to do more on offense in terms of throwing. He runs the same every game, but now his top weapon will be back. That should be good for them. And the Panthers, the defense has struggled against the run. I mean, they did hold up the Falcons 
on Thursday, but those conditions for that game were very different. Rainy game. I, the Panthers, I don't know. I don't know about them. Ravens win this one. Commanders of the Texans. The Commanders will take this one on the road. After a great road win against the Eagles, ending their undefeated season, I think that Washington, they'll ride this momentum against the struggling Houston Texans, who are poised to have the number one overall pick in next year's draft. Maybe they get Bryce Young. I assume they'll take Bryce Young. We'll see what happens. Commanders, take this one. Raiders at the Broncos. Two struggling teams in the AFC West. The Broncos do have a solid defense, but their offense is bad. While the Raiders are complete opposite, their offense is pretty good, but their defense stinks. But ultimately, I think Devontae Adams, as he has done all season with this offense, he'll carry them and give them their first win since week seven. Cowboys at the Vikings. I'm taking the Vikings. I think they'll extend their win streak to eight games. They are hot right now. Kirk Cousins, Kirk Thuggins, whatever you want to call him, Kirk Cuzzo, he is the man right now. Justin Jefferson, top three wide receiver in the league. I Two, arguably one. He's good right now. I think this will be the game of the week. As Dallas has started to play better since Dak's return, but I don't see him doing much against the Red Hot Vikings. Bengals at the Steelers, the AFC North Divisional game. Jamar Chase is still out of the lineup as of right now. He's been hurt. He's been out with his hip injury. But their defense should be able to hold the up the Steelers offense, who rank in the bottom five in the league in yards per game. I'm taking the Bengals in this one on the road. Sunday night game, you got the Chiefs at the Chargers, another AFC West divisional game. I'm taking the Chiefs. The games between these two are always entertaining, so I believe it will be close. But Mahomes, he's, he's the best quarterback in football right now. If Keenan Allen and Mike Williams don't play, Kansas City will win this, I think, a lot easier than usual. And then Monday night, you got the 49ers at the Cardinals. I'm taking the Niners. Like I said before, if Jimmy G just plays average, the Niners are a good football team. Cardinals defense has been questionable this year, and on the offensive side of the ball, losing Zach Ertz for maybe the year, I think it's going to look a lot different. I'm taking the 49ers in this one. All right, moving on to the questions segment of the show. First question, what are your thoughts on Debo? Very interesting one. I believe Debo is still a top 10 wide receiver in the league, but he's getting underused right now, I think. This may have to do with the Niners getting Christian McCaffrey at the deadline. He has been taking some of Debo's reps and his receptions that he would get before at the running back spot. I think that's affecting his productivity. He's he's a good football player, but yeah, I do think Christian McCaffrey's hurting his production. Next question, who do you think the best wide receiver in football is right now? I believe I said it last week. I did. I said Tyreek Hill is arguably the best in football. I'm going to stick with it. Tyreek is just a beast. He's the whole Dolphins offense right now. He, he's really the reason why Tua's looking so good. So as of right now, my top five wide receivers in order, in order, not out of order, in order, are Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup at five. But he's hurt now. You could also argue DeAndre Hopkins, but he's only played four games this year. And Jamar Chase, he's arguably in the top five when healthy, but he's been hurt. That's my top five. And the last question, why are the Jets so good? Obviously, I'm going to sound biased on this one. The Jets, they've struggled in recent years, but this year they had a great draft. And after a year of development for Zach Wilson, I think their offense we've seen is starting to click. 
Their defense has been the reason why they're winning games. You got Quentin Williams on the line. He's been playing like a pro bowler. And you got Sauce Gardner locking up some of the top wide receivers in the league. Arguably the defensive rookie of the year. I think he's the front runner right now. Along with the multiple offseason acquisitions, the Jets, they're poised to make a playoff run right now. They could win the AFC East. They'll be at the top if they win this week, but if they perform well the rest of the year, I think they'll win out. I think, or not win out, they'll win the division. All right, that wraps up the Q&A. If you have questions for the next episode, remember to DM the Instagram at Off the Bench Podcast, comment on the YouTube at Off the Bench Podcast, or email them in to Off the Bench Podcast 34 at gmail.com. Thank you to everyone who tuned in for this episode. I hope you all have a great rest of your week. Enjoy next week's games, and see you next episode. Thanks.